In today's episode, we're going to talk about creating multiple streams of income as an artist, why this is so important, and various streams that you should consider. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. So much like the niche research that we talked about in episode two, uh, creating multiple streams of income as an artist is something that's super important, but I think a lot of artists either don't do it or they overlook it, maybe because they don't understand it or understand the importance of it. So if you start looking into the idea of multiple streams of income, if you read any articles online, blog posts, the one thing that you're probably gonna see quite a bit is the magic number seven. It seems to be the the thing that all the blog posts or articles talking about multiple streams of income and being an entrepreneur kind of focus on. That magic number seven is the number of streams that you need to be successful and kind of your pathway to financial freedom. And looking at this from just a non-art perspective and more so just kind of the overall Joe Schmo average citizen kind of way of, of looking at it. Uh, the different streams could be different things to different people, of course, but maybe having a day job, still working that nine to five while you get everything going, that could be one stream. Uh, second stream could be a side business that you started. Third could be rental property if you invest you know, in properties and have that monthly income stream of the, uh, the rent coming in. Stocks could be another one. Interest, there's so many different things. We won't touch on all of them because there's a lot of different possibilities. But that kind of gives you the overall, I guess, general worldview of the income streams that you could have. But since this is an art podcast, we're going to focus on streams based around your art. But really, first, before we get to that, let's look at the importance of having multiple income streams and why this is so important, especially as an artist, and especially if you're looking to maybe become self-employed and full-time at this. So when it comes down to it, the main thing that it's really gonna do more than anything else, it's gonna help you prepare for the unexpected. It's gonna allow you to kind of adapt to unforeseen circumstances that are out of your control. If you've got any changes happening, like the world right now is a perfect example of why this is so important. And it really tells you why you don't wanna put all of your eggs in one basket. And I know putting your eggs in one basket, that's like one of those old time cliches that you hear a lot, but really, especially with becoming an, an artist and a full-time artist and with all the different options and avenues out there, that's one thing that I really suggest that you look at not doing is focusing on one thing, really start branching out. Uh, so going back to stocks, I mentioned that just a little bit ago, even if you don't play the stock market, if you don't invest, I'm sure you've probably heard the term diversifying your portfolio. So if you do invest in the stock market, you know, you don't want to take all your money and invest it in one stock. You kind of want to spread it out to different stocks in, you know, different sectors. And that's kind of the same thing. And the way you want to look at your art, you want to look at it as a portfolio, what you're offering. You don't want it to be all in the same thing. You kind of want to have things here, things there, things over here. And really, I think, like I said, right now, the, the way the world is right now, coronavirus, COVID-19, it's the perfect example of why this is necessary. So even if you're not a full-time artist and maybe you wanted to be, but you were scared to take the jump and things just didn't work out right. And I've talked about this before in episode one, talking about, you know, uh, basically retail management job being my safety net. And I think a lot of people's regular nine to fives, you know, that is a safety net. It provides that sense of security. Think, hey, it's always going to be around. 
I'm safe here. If I go out and branch out on my own, I'm, I could fail. At least here I know if I show up, I do a good job. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a job. It's, it's going to be something that's around. It's something I don't have to worry about. And I think the way that everything has played out this year kind of shows people that that's not always the case. So even, you know, just having a nine to five job, that's one stream of income that can go away with just a snap of a finger. I mean, it's completely gone for a lot of people. A lot of people are on unemployment now. I know struggled with getting unemployment to begin with. It was a major headache for a lot of people. So even just having a regular day job, that's why it's so important to have these multiple streams too, just to kind of fall back on in case something happens. Uh, being a full-time artist, I know there's other artists that and non-artists that kind of became artists, uh, you know, down the road uh, who've gotten into print-on-demand and merch by Amazon, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is one of those big platforms, uh, print-on-demand through Amazon. And I know some people that had a huge amount of success in the past few years with merch by Amazon. They ended up quitting their job, just went right into Merch by Amazon, full speed ahead. They were making tons of money and thought, okay, well, I can leave my job now, my regular nine to five and do this. And that's all they focused on. They were making killer money, but Merch by Amazon actually closed down for over a month because of the coronavirus. So this was something that people were bringing in, you know, money hand over fist, and it's completely gone for an entire month. They didn't do anything else up until this point. They didn't branch out into those multiple income streams. So with me personally, I was lucky with that. Merch by Amazon is one of my bigger platforms that I use, uh, closed down for, like I said, over a month. And I do thousands and thousands of dollars in profit on Merch by Amazon, which I didn't bring in at all during the month of April, but or for March, or for March to April. But at the same time, all of my other you know businesses were bringing in stuff. All my other streams of income were bringing in stuff. So I was lucky that I had that other stuff to fall back on. A lot of people that put all those eggs in one basket with merch were kind of left out in the cold and struggling, and you know didn't know where that money was going to come back from. So at least now they've reopened. But that just shows you that really have no control over a lot of these circumstances. So that's why it's so important to kind of focus on building up all these extra streams. Uh, same thing goes too, just with uh, freelance artists. I know a lot of people's dream is to be a freelance artist, get client work and commission work. And there's a lot of freelance artists out there that that's all they do. They don't do any other side hustles. They don't have any other streams coming in. And right now I know a lot of work is dried up for a lot of friends that I know that are in that business uh, companies. They're just not commissioning the work at the same scale and the same pace that they were pre COVID-19. Uh, you know, advertising budgets are cut. People are spending less. So advertising's not as much as it was. And a lot of people work in that field of providing, you know, illustration work for advertisers. So another example there, even being a full-time artist, you still want these multiple streams kind of in your back pocket that are still bringing in money when something bad happens. So let's look at the streams, kind of understand the way that I think about them. I know some people, even though they understand multiple income streams, I think my way of looking at them is just a tad bit different. So we'll go to basically what I call primary streams. So that's going to be our first one. These are going to be either product or service based. The primary streams are going to be based around what you are selling, either you know physical product or a course or a digital asset, something like that. And then you're going to have the stream sources. So these are going to be platform based. So these are going to be the different platforms well, where you sell the primary stream products. Uh, so to kind of, I guess, give you an example of this, let's go back up to the business world examples. 
with the rental property. So that's what I would group as a primary income stream would be rental property. But now let's say you've got seven different rental properties. I wouldn't consider that seven different streams of income. Uh, those seven rental properties, that's going to be the sources of where that primary stream comes from. I uh, would just consider this one primary. So I know a lot of people say, oh, I've got seven income sources or seven income streams, but really all they're doing is doing print on demand and selling through, you know, seven different platforms, but it's all the same items on every single platform. Uh, kind of analogy here, I guess, would be with COVID-19 and the coronavirus and the unemployment rates right now. If you had those seven income or seven uh, rental properties as your income stream and all seven of those people lost their job, uh, couldn't get unemployment, couldn't make their rent payments. Uh, that's in seven completely gone. So that's one income stream completely gone. If you had other things lined up, uh, that would still be income streams coming in. Uh, so that's why you wouldn't want to consider that as seven different ones because it could all dry up. Let's say print on demand for some reason. And I know this sounds crazy, but who would have thought, you know, all the restaurants and bars would have closed down in the entire United States. Uh, but let's say for some reason, ink runs out in the world and people can't make print on demand t-shirts, you know, stuff like that. Uh, just for a month or two months or three months, ink, the, the rates go sky high and then, you know, the, the royalties aren't there. So either they shut down or else you're making pennies on something when you're used to making dollars, you know, something like that could happen. So in that same kind of turn of events, uh, you know, if you were doing print on demand, um, t-shirt stuff through merch by Amazon or Redbubble or T public, all that, uh, and you considered that seven income streams, they would be completely gone. That's why I consider that one as the primary stream. So really what I urge you to do is just think outside of the box with your art. Art doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a physical product. Like I talked about before, like if you're a painter and you're painting a canvas, you don't have to think about your art necessarily being just that canvas that you paint. Uh, art can be products. It can be that physical one-off creation, but then you can also, you know, make prints of that same canvas. And you can also, you know, provide services too that tie in with your art. So let's talk about a few different platforms that I use. The first one is going to be uh, the print on demand. So that's the stream, uh, the stream sources, Merch by Amazon, Redbubble, Teespring, Zazzle. Basically what they do is they take your art, you upload it to their website, and then they print out your art when a customer orders it. That's the on-demand part. Uh, so there's no stock or anything like that. They're going to print out your art, send it off to the customer. There's no overhead or anything like that. It makes it really convenient. You don't have to come out of pocket. Something I talked about on the, uh, the first couple podcasts and something that we're going to talk more about later on. This is just kind of that quick flyby of each of these different streams. So that's one of the ones that I use is print on demand. Another one that kind of ties into that, but is separate is KDP. This is a uh, Kindle direct publishing. So once again, a print on demand platform, but it is not with products as far as shirts and clothing and stuff. This is strictly for books. Uh, if you've watched some of my YouTube videos before, I've talked about creating coloring books and that's what this is all about. So, uh, you know, you upload a manuscript to KDP and it could be coloring books. You can actually, you know, if you're an, an author, you can make, you know, just a, a printed book. Um, I'd also do the, uh, three, 365 days of sketching there too on Amazon. I've got an art book tied into that. That's available on there, drawing prompt book. So just different stuff like that you can do. I find KDP to be a pretty awesome platform, which once again, quick overview, we'll go into full details with each of these on later episodes. So 
Another thing too that I've talked about in the previous episodes is I don't really do freelance work anymore because I find it more beneficial just to create something that I can resell over and over again. Uh, So with client or freelance work, you know, you get uh, contracted to make something, you make it, you send it off, you know, it's the clients, you do it once, you get paid once and you're done. Uh, Making digital assets is something I find a little bit more lucrative and rewarding in the long run. Uh, It's kind of that perpetual income that's residual. It keeps coming in. You do it once and then you can sell it over and over again. So clip art is something that's awesome. You've got a bunch of different places that you can sell it. So clip art is going to be that primary you know, stream. And then your source is going to be, you could use Creative Market, Etsy. There's so many different places out there for clip art. It's not even funny. Another one then that I do, uh, brush sets. So big on and Procreate. If you guys have watched my YouTube videos, always use Procreate, uh, probably 99% of the time in there. So you can make your own brushes for Procreate. Uh, and then I use those on the videos, talk about those in the videos, also make them for uh, Photoshop, just started doing that as well on some of them. So with those, you can sell them through Gumroad, Etsy, Creative Market, once again, a bunch of different sources for that. Uh, And then, of course, you can consider freelance work as well if you want to add that into your streams. Uh, We'll talk about later on in another episode about freelance uh, work. Exactly, like I said, my thoughts on it, some tips and tricks to kind of make the best out of it. So we will talk about freelance as an option. Personally, like I said, I don't use it, but to each their own, that might be something that you feel more comfortable doing. So that could be one of your seven streams of income is freelance work. Uh, And then another one too, I don't really use these right now, but like I said, talking about the services, if you guys of course are creative and you have a creative passion, but you think that you have kind of that skill to help people learn and to teach. There's a lot of teaching websites out there, Skillshare and Udemy being two of the most popular. Like I said, I'm not the best to talk about these right now because I don't personally do anything on them. It is on my list of to do things, but once again, not enough hours in the day to get everything that I'm doing now done. So uh, definitely down the line, it's going to be something that I look at. Uh, And that's another thing too, is really kind of don't stress yourself out too much by building too much too quick. Definitely take your time. There's only so many hours in the day, so definitely don't burn yourself out as you're trying to build these. Uh, But really, there's just so many different possibilities. You can also try, you know, streams of income that provide value to people, even if they don't generate immediate money for you. If you don't have something coming in right off the bat, YouTube is a great example of this. When you first start out on YouTube, you're not monetized. You can't run ads and make money for them. Uh, We'll talk more about YouTube in a later episode as well. But to give you an idea, basically, to start making money on YouTube, you need to have 1,000 subscribers and you need to have 4,000 hours of watch time. So as you can see, you're going to put in a lot of work into YouTube before you actually start seeing any money out of it. Like I said, we'll talk more about it later, but YouTube's one of my lowest uh, income streams as far as the amount that it brings in. So if you think YouTube's going to be that make money quick and get rich off of it, I can tell you, I know a lot of people kind of overestimate how much you make off of YouTube, but it's something I enjoy. Um, And I know I've, I've gotten pushback in the comments from this. I made a video Uh, earlier this year talking about what I made in December of 2019 and somebody had commented because I put, you know, all the the different revenue streams that I had at the time. And one of them was YouTube. And the guy said, well, you you said this is how much money I made from my art in December, 2019. Your YouTube channel isn't your art. Like you're teaching stuff. You're not doing any, like you're not selling your art. And that's where I think, like I said, a lot of artists kind of miss 
the opportunities that are out there to use their art. Yes, I'm not creating something on my YouTube channel that I sell right there. Like it's not a physical thing that then I ship out and sell, but that art that I'm creating there does lead to revenue. I do consider that being money that I make from my art. And I think by overlooking opportunities like that, that's why a lot of artists struggle. They just don't see those different streams out there that could lead to something else. So that's why I want to really challenge you is just kind of see what else is out there. Think outside of the box. And of course, then things like this podcast you're listening to here now, I make no money off of this. It could lead to sponsors later. Um, it's something, like I said, just kind of providing that service. It doesn't generate anything right now, but it could become an extra stream down the line. Uh, some of these, you're not going to start out making a ton of money, if any, right away. You just really, more than anything else, you need to start identifying the streams, testing them out, and then learning to adapt them over time. And that, that's definitely one of the things to think about and consider is time is necessary. Give it time. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to start making these crazy amounts of money just by doing it for a week. You're really going to have to kind of plan it out, put everything into place, start, you know, up loading or listing things on different platforms. Look at these different streams. Then you're going to have to take a step back, kind of reassess what your results are. Look at the time and effort that you're putting in what you're spending on either listing things or trying to build this platform or that platform and identify what's working, take that and run with it. And then also look at stuff that's not working and then change that. If it means dropping a platform or changing your approach to the platform, that's something that you're going to have to do. Uh, one example for me personally is one of my other income streams in the past was Patreon. As my YouTube channel started to kind of grow, I started to do a Patreon page and I would list um, monthly kind of different things on there. I'd do one big monthly Q&A live on there. And then I would do, you know, weekly tutorials uh, for the Patreon members on there. And I was bringing in money from it, but at the same time, taking a, a step back, the amount of time that I was investing into it versus the amount of, you know, paid members. And then also I think the amount of people that I was reaching from the information, I weighed it and realized even though it was bringing in money, it just really wasn't worth continuing just because that time that I was spending creating, let's say a video for, you know, 30, 40, 50 people to watch on there, I could be spending that same amount of time creating that video for maybe four, five, six, 7,000 people, you know, to watch on YouTube for a regular view video or 10 or 20, or, you know, some of my videos have like 400,000 views now. Uh, so like I said, it, it really caused me to take a step back and say, okay, is my ROI, my return on investment in this case being time really worth still continuing this? And even though it was making money, I decided, you know, this is something that I think I can invest that time better elsewhere. So really, I urge you to do that too. Uh, be able to take that unbiased look, take a step back. I know we get really attached to our projects. We get uh, really kind of passionate about them and maybe see things through rose colored glasses when we need to kind of be a little bit more unbiased and take a step back away from everything and look at it from that outsider point of view. And I know that's hard as an artist and it's hard just in general as a, you know, a person and a human being to do is to kind of be critical about yourself, but that's really what I would urge. So uh, next week we're going to talk about those POD or print on demand platforms. I'm going to dive into each of them a little bit more. Like I said, this was just the overview. So we're going to talk about what's out there, my experience with some of those, and my recommendations on how to get started and what to do next. 
All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus, there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at bjdell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.